0: Hello, church. For 32 years, God has been using people like you and me through Abundant Life Church to carry out his will to bring individuals to a saving, redeemed relationship with Jesus Christ. At the beginning, many groups in the area were praying for the Lord to start a new work. The Lord answered this prayer by calling our founding pastor to come to the Portland area and start Abundant Life Church. In the early years, ALC depended deeply on God for direction in prayer. And in the midst of our recent transition, ALC has recognized the overwhelming need to be totally dependent upon God. The elders, staff, and many of you have fasted and prayed for an understanding of the direction we are headed as a church. ALC is not one person or even a small group of leaders. It is you and me, hundreds of volunteers, and thousands of people who call ALC home and are part of the kingdom of God. You know, in spite of covid the church is still open in spite of the fires the church is still reaching out to the community and in spite of being in the midst of this social unrest the church is still opening its arms to everyone followers of christ still see every human being as god's creation and are precious to him and therefore precious to us that being said i personally am aware that we live in a society that has systemic biases in place that are unjust to black people in america I really want to be like Jesus in this injustice and be part of the solution. And lastly, in spite of our leadership change, yes, God is still on the throne guiding ALC through these challenges. Now we have an incredible opportunity in this season to pray, discern, and deeply dive into who God is calling us as a church. You know, we stand on the shoulders of thousands of people who came before us or who are still here. Thank you. Those people have served generously given and participated in ministry. We honor the past and look to the future. The elder board recognized that this season has been hard on the church and deeply sorry for the impact of leadership transition that the disruption has caused our church body. We acknowledge that we did not take the necessary steps during the lead pastor transition from George to Jeremy to ensure that we had a full alignment in what was most important to us and our church. We committed We are committed to a more robust process for the future key hires and better grounded in who we are and where we believe the Lord is calling us. The board also realizes that our communication channels over the last few years were broken and your concerns and input may not have been received by us. We value your feedback because we value you. You can find our shared email address on the leadership page of our website. You're welcome to reach out to us anytime. As we move into this next season of ALC together, know that your elders and staff teams are praying for each one of you individually and for us collectively as a church. You know, for many years, I've had the, a front row seat. That's what it feels like to see how God has been working at LC. Our history is amazingly filled with kingdom impact stories to look back on and celebrate. But I'm confident that the best is yet to come. Now I'd like to be able to introduce to you my friend and fellow elder, Brett
1: Walton. Thank you, TJ. Abundant Life Church, my name is Brett Walton and I am one of the elders. I've been an elder for two years and my wife Brandy and I and our four kids have attended Abundant Life Church uh, for almost 13 years now. And over those years, uh, we've served in a variety of capacities in marriage mentoring and in children's ministry and we've worshiped and served alongside many of you, and I can't wait until we're able to worship and serve alongside you in person again. I don't need to tell you that this year has been full of challenges, Uh, challenges that look the same for each of us and challenges uh, that are unique to our individual circumstances. You know, on that list of challenges and disruptions are a pandemic that's touched every area of our life whether it's our kids in school, our jobs, you know our finances, uh, just how we interact with strangers, you know, wildfires, and just the sense of isolation uh, that's come from the distance we have from our social and support networks. And in addition to all these challenges is racism. And I've personally been on a journey of learning and listening. And I want to encourage and invite you to join me on that journey of learning and listening about racism. And so with all of these challenges in front of us, especially with the isolation we have in a lot of areas, but also just with gathering as a church, it would be easy to feel tired or overwhelmed uh, and that it's just too hard. And I want to remind you that you don't need to feel broken. Uh, You don't need to feel alone because you aren't alone. Um, God is with you and God is for you. And he he will bless you beyond your imagination. And we are surrounded in our community with other believers um, who are praying for us and with us uh, for what's best for our church and for our community. And so in a time of disruption and confusion and just so much emotion, um, it would be easy um, to just be uh, paralyzed with the heaviness. Um, but instead we're we're called to be a beacon of light and hope. And many of you uh, have been that beacon of light and hope throughout this year um, and and in prior years, and you're you're doing things uh, like serving our community. You know, despite the challenges in front of us, you've remained faithful, you've remained generous. Um, despite personal losses, and you know, again those those unique challenges we're each feeling, um, you've uh, laid your insecurities before God, and you've just given back to the community. Um, and for that, we're so grateful. Um, and we uh, have been blessed, and have seen you bless others. Um, with wildfires, we've had people stay in the church parking lots. People have mobilized quickly to bring food to people and to provide emotional uh, support and care and physical support and care. And it's been awesome to see. So to those of you who hear this message and you're just feeling tired or depleted or lonely, I wanna remind you that you're not alone and that there's a variety of ways you can get connected and receive care. Um, please reach out to the church. Um, we wanna to listen to you. We wanna pray with you and for you. And we wanna connect you with resources Um, that we believe will make a difference in your life. And if you're watching this and you aren't feeling depleted and you feel like God has blessed you and you've got time or skills or resources that you want to contribute, um, please reach out. There are so many needs and our care and outreach teams have done an amazing job of recognizing those needs and mobilizing volunteers to help address them. I want to thank you, uh, each of you, Um, for your love and support uh, for one another in such a just unprecedented time. And I want to thank you for your love and support uh, for our community and all that you're doing, known and unknown. And I also wanna thank you uh, for your love and support uh, for the kingdom of God. And so now it's my pleasure and privilege to introduce you to a great friend and fellow elder, Janet Campbell.
2: Thank you, Brett, such a pleasure serving with you. Will you please turn with me to Nehemiah 2, 17 through 18. Then I said to them, You see the trouble we are in? Jerusalem lies in ruins, and its gates have been burnt with fire. Come, let us rebuild the walls of Jerusalem, and we will no longer be in disgrace. And they replied, Let us start rebuilding. So they began this good work. Nehemiah means the consoling breath of God, what a beautiful image, the consoling breath of God, a picture of how the Holy Spirit came and helped them lead their rebuilding process in the way he helped them recover walls and restore worship, in the way Jerusalem's mess and disgrace became a testimony to God's might and power. When I think of Nehemiah, and how he looked over Jerusalem and saw a city in ruins. I would imagine how he was discouraged. And just as Jerusalem was in physical ruins, our church body has experienced deep brokenness. And there is a sense of discouragement. But what can we learn from Nehemiah in the rebuilding of the walls of Jerusalem? What steps should we take to rebuild Abundant Life Church? Well, While waiting, Nehemiah prayed. Over the past two months, the elders and staff have been in this deep intentional process to bring healing, restore hope, and shape the future of Abundant Life Church. We started this process by bathing it in prayer and instituted a weekly prayer time with which we invited you to be a part of it. Thank you for praying. We have felt those prayers. While waiting, Nehemiah developed patience. Who does not need patience? I know I do. The elders have met and spoken with many of you to ensure that we are clearly hearing all your concerns and that we are identifying the most important areas to focus on to ensure long-term health of our ministry. While waiting, Nehemiah planned. I happen to like this one. I love planning, my kids not so much, but there is importance in planning. In August, we partnered with Willamette Christian Church, who have since facilitated some important conversations and meetings to help us capture insights and ideas towards the rebuilding of this church. We dedicated two full days to examine where we have been, which is profoundly important and inspiring. We look at where we are now so it can inform where we wanna go. We reviewed aspects of our ministry and launched these specific plans that are focusing on how to improve our staff culture, communication, organizational structure, and the search for our lead pastor. As a result of our time of intense prayer and waiting and listening, we have discerned the importance of continuing to journey with the Willamette Christian Church. They will be a sounding board and a prayer partner to ensure that our pastoral search is seeking the voice of God and also to ensure that we keep our ministries thriving. Our main purpose during this time is really to ensure that we find the right leader that God has for this church. It's just that important. We do not want to repeat the mistakes of the past. We wanna move forward with what God is saying so that God might be the one that picks the leader this time. This is going to require prayer. And I'm thanking you in advance for praying for us. But as you pray, please pray for protection. Please pray for profound wisdom. Please pray for guidance. The church we stand on is God's church. The foundation we sit on is holy ground. As we wait on him, God will guide. It's my joy and pleasure to invite one of our exec pastors who has served this body for a long time, Dave Prohl.
3: Thank you so much, Janet. I have the honor right now of sharing some of the excitement about what's been happening and what's next in regard to programming and ministry here at ALC. If we've not had a chance to meet, my name's Dave Prohl and I'm the executive pastor over ministry and operations. This month, I'm celebrating 29 years since I first attended a service in ALC, and in April, I'll be celebrating 20 years of being on staff. That's a long time, all right? Uh, In uh, more recent news, today marks the second time since March that I've worn long pants. So there you have it. Well, because of my tenure here, I have the privilege today of looking at ALC through a really long lens. When I first started as a youth pastor, my office was in the attic of the little house that was over on the corner of Hemrick and 172nd. This was several years before the Happy Valley campus was even built my office in that little house was the most unique office I've ever had. It, w- it was actually pretty horrible. I remember I had a massive ladybun- ladybug infest- infestation in the lights. There was millions of them and they smelled really bad. And then one night it was the screaming of the llamas. There was a llama farm next door and I was working at about dusk and I kept hearing
4: rah, rah, and
3: it was the llamas being a little frisky, which is a really creepy thing. So If you fast forward to today, that little house on the corner is gone. Uh, The ladybugs, I think, have found a new home. The llamas have moved to Idaho, but what's powerful is that in their place is hundreds and hundreds of new houses right in this neighborhood that are gonna be filled with thousands of families that need to have a place in their neighborhood where they can worship, find community, serve together, and most importantly, find a forever relationship with God through his son, Jesus Christ. God knew exactly what he was doing when he led those that have come before us to purchase the land, build a church that is now in the center of this amazing, growing, thriving neighborhood. To all of you that share that long lens of ministry of ALC, thank you so much for your vision, for your sacrificial giving, your prayer, your service. We literally wouldn't and couldn't be here if it was not for you. This is what gets me excited about, about ALC. We're uniquely positioned and equipped to be a lighthouse in this neighborhood, the same way that our campuses in Sandy and Vancouver are lighthouses there as well too. So now if you're new to ALC or you're considering being a part of what's next, let me challenge you to follow in the footsteps of those that led us here and to pick up the mantle of leadership for the next generation but I gotta give you a little disclaimer. I'm afraid this next season isn't necessarily going to be real easy. We're all super stressed and we're incredibly challenged by everything that's going on. As a church staff, we're dealing with everything you're dealing with from COVID to smoke to figuring out our kids' education to suffering the loss of cancellations, mourning the loss of things like graduations and weddings and family reunions. We have financial hardship and we're all suffering just flat out exhaustion. As our elders have mentioned before, as you've heard today, we're in the process as a church of doing really deep work. And that work is not always easy. Not having a lead pastor right now is really stressful, but we've all decided we don't wanna rush the process. As they said, we wanna get it right. So let's lean in this together. Allow us to serve you. You continue to support and pray for us. And through that, I'm confident That on the other side of this, we'll all be stronger and better because of the refining work that God is doing in each of our lives. You know, one of the biggest questions people are asking right now is when will we get, quote, back to normal and have church all together again? That's a good question. Um, For the answer, I wanted you to know that I chaired a group of staff and volunteers in what we called the in-person gathering task force. We initially called it the reopening task force, but you know what? We never closed. We talked more about getting back in person. We spent time together as a, as a group praying and looking at information from the state and local churches and local officials. And we just tried to figure out how to tackle this issue. And what we came up with was more not the when, but our philosophy of how we would reopen and regather. And that philosophy has some critical components. The first and most important factor, of course, is that we care about you, about your health. Uh, Your, you know, your health right now is critically important and and we've heard from so many that you're working hard to follow all the guidelines that have been set forth and uh, many in our congregation are really being diligent about staying safe as they protect themselves and their loved ones that might be uh, compromised or could be at risk. So we applaud you for, for doing that. Secondly, as a church, we really made the decision to be just good citizens. And what I mean by that is we, we're going to follow the rules and the recommendations of our state, country, and local governments where our campuses are located. We're tracking new information that becomes available and working hard to apply the guidelines to our facilities and to our gatherings. There are really clear recommendations out there that have been made that apply to houses of worship and we want to follow them. But at the same time, we're trying our best to say yes to the unique opportunities to utilize the spaces that we have to make the biggest impact on our community. So what we want to see um, and, and what we want to do is rise to this challenge of innovating new ways to connect and support one another, to share the gospel, worship together, and serve those that are in need. The first step we've taken is over the last several weekends, we've reopened our offices to our staff, to volunteers, and our small group ministry gatherings. If you've come to any of our campuses recently, you'll see that there's signage and information about wearing masks, you know, having to check your health before you come in, maintaining social distancing, et cetera. You know, our facilities team is working really hard to make sure we're cleaning our high touch areas a couple times a day. So in short, if you come to one of our campuses, know that we're doing our best to make it a positive experience. Let me share one example that uh, really brought a smile to my face this morning. It's our knitting ministry. These g- group of ladies and guys that come together and they knit, and they make uh, blankets to be given out at the NICU unit at Kaiser, right? It's really cool that they do that. Well, they've been kind of carrying on all March, but today was the first day that they came back into the building and got to knit here together. And it just brought a smile to my, say- my face to see the building being used again for ministry. You know, it's also pretty amazing that the same week that we began reopening our campuses uh, and provide um, what we're doing here, it gave us the unique opportunity of serving those that were displaced by the wildfires. So our buildings that had sat vacant for almost six months now just sort of came to life uh, with people in need coming, and we shared our bathrooms, and we put together meals, and uh, we had some spontaneous watch parties that occurred at Sandy in Vancouver. Uh, excuse me, Sandy and Happy Valley, and it was really, really cool to see things start coming back to life. So it's awesome. So we've prepped our, we've prepped our buildings. Uh, and we're moving our staff back in, and that's been sort of the first step in this journey. The second step that we're taking coming up right now is we're gonna begin organize and hosting uh, watch parties. Now, a watch party is a chance for you to gather in fellowship with others to participate in the broadcast of the Sunday service. So starting October 11th, our campuses in Happy Valley, Sandy, and Vancouver will be open for folks to come together and watch the Sunday service. Don't have room for a lot of people, there won't be any program for children at the campuses at these watch parties. So families, if you do come, uh, you know, be prepared to come and sit together and participate. But right now that capacity is about 50 people. Um, but as that changes through the fall, we hope that number goes up. We'll continue to expand that. In addition, for those that would like to watch the service with someone else at your home, maybe to gather with neighbors or friends, there'll be opportunities for you to gather that way as well. And so if you're interested in hosting a watch party, And and right now, I'm I'm actually looking at all you guys that you told your wives that if we got a 70-inch TV, we'd use it for the Lord. I might bet been on one of those. All right. Uh, but anyway, we'd love you to consider hosting a watch party. Uh, and there may be others of you out there that are the other side. You're technically challenged. You haven't been able to have a good experience streaming, or you're watching church on your phone. Uh, you might want to get connected and go attend a watch party. So all the details of how to either host a party, uh, attend an in-home party, or get a ticket for a campus watch party can all be found on our website, alcpnw.com watchparties. All right. Now, in addition to those campus watch parties on Sunday, we are going to have each campus each month host at least one form of a live prayer and worship service together. Again, the number of attendees will be dictated by the current guidelines that we're living under at the time. But these are going to be unique opportunities in your community to come together and to sing and to pray. Right. It's going to be awesome. Our staff, it was so fun, on Monday, our staff for the first time came back together and we had in-person staff chapel. And there's 40 of us and we're all together. And it was so good to just be together. And yeah, we had masks on, but we could sing and we could pray with one another. And it was amazing. And I know that all of you long for that too. And you can't wait for that day. Trust us that we're trying our best to get these opportunities to you as soon and as, as best as we can. As you can see, the pandemic has challenged us, I think, to think outside the box, to find unique ways to stay connected, especially when it comes to engaging with one another, and especially in ministry and in small groups. In a minute, I'm going to share a few of those uh, opportunities, but before I do, I really want to make sure that you are uh, plugging into the different ways that we communicate to you uh, our upcoming events and opportunities at ALC. So first, obviously, if you're on social media, Facebook, Instagram, subscribe, make sure you're linked to that and that you're seeing those each week. Of course, if you're watching each Sunday, it's the best way for you to not only hear about what's going on, but more critically, it's the place to to get your spiritual batteries recharged, to be challenged and encouraged by our amazing teaching team uh, with a message each week from God's Word. Uh, So so if you miss the service on Sunday at 10 o'clock, that's when it airs, please be intentional about making time later in the day to go back and watch. All our services can be found at our website, alcpnw.com. All right, a a pretty new form of communication that was launched uh, at the end of August is called the ALC Family News. And this is sent out each Friday morning, and it includes a devotion from one of our pastors and uh, includes other relevant information and announcements that will help keep you connected. So if you've not seen the ALC Family News yet, check your spam or your junk email uh, folder. Look there. We've heard from a number of you that that's where you found it, so you gotta say not junk. Uh, If you're not seeing it at all, go to our website to alcpnw.com slash family news and you'll find a button there that you can subscribe and then you can start looking for those every Friday. Again, our heart is to help you get connected and to stay connected here at ALC. The best way to connect is to be a part of a group and this fall we're going to start Rooted again, and Rooted is a 10-week group experience that connects you with a brand new life group and will help you get off to a great start following Jesus together. There's going to be lots of other short-term opportunities coming later this fall, and again, more information will be available through those communication channels. So students, we're going to have middle school and high school life groups on Wednesday nights from 7 to 8 30 beginning on Wednesday, October 14th. Isn't that exciting? Our team is so glad to get back together and get in the groove and see you guys and get connected. Uh, And so students, this is gonna be your chance to dive into scripture, uh, have fun and community. Don't miss it. Lots more information coming out your way. Watch for those emails from Family Ministry. Kids, we haven't forgotten you. Uh, I know you've been doing a lot already, uh, but I wanted to just hint that I was walking through upstairs and I walked by an office and I saw this parking lot map of our campuses and, and the words trunk or treat, right? Which I think is something to do with cars and candy. Don't have all the details yet, but I think that's something that's coming your way at the end of October. That's a lot. I'm going to wrap up my time of sharing uh, today by letting you know of some really exciting things that have happened and are happening in relation to what we're doing to reach out locally and globally. I think we've stepped up in a big way as a church since the start of COVID. You know that at Easter, we had this incredible drive that supported the Portland Rescue Mission and, and we just blew their socks off. Uh, shortly after that, and I don't think we've told you about this yet, so we, we did an offering for the Northwest. Church Relief Fund, and this was specifically to assist small inner-city congregations that were struggling desperately to keep their doors open. Uh, Our church family, you guys, contributed $12,000 to that agency, and they were extremely blessed for our contribution. Um, In March, and I was, you know, kind of impacted by this, but all of our mission trips uh, were canceled, and it was heartbreaking. But I think one of the hardest Blows came to our student ministries team who were in preparation of going and had committed to go and build houses for families uh, in Mexico. Uh, Those are people that were counting on us, and it broke their heart to not be able to go and do it. But you know what happened? Even though the student teams weren't able to go, you, ALC, we sent the funds anyway, and all the homes that were promised were built by the Yugo staff and volunteers in Mexico. But because of God's grace, your generosity, two families today are living in brand new homes in Mexico. It's pretty exciting. These are just a couple examples, I guess. You know, there's way more stories. And please tell each one another, encourage one another. Um, You're going to be challenged this fall to be a part of lots of other opportunities that are coming, adopt a family, care team, uh, find a way, get plugged in, and help serve together. You know, when we give by faith, God moves. One of my responsibilities on staff is to prepare our annual budget, and I've got to confess that it's been really tough to watch our overall giving decline. But you know what? We're choosing to operate in faith and not fear. In fact, our elder board last month took a really bold step of faith I want to share with you. You see, in the past, ALC had always strived to give away 10% of our income from your contributions directly back out of the building to missions, organizations, local and global. Over the past three years, however, our support to missions had dropped to just about 4%. I'm super excited to share that as we prepared the budget for this year, the Elder Board approved and made the decision to take our missions giving back to a full 10% this year. As the numbers go, what that did is added an additional $170,000 to our budget in a year that things were already starting to feel pretty tight. But you know what, we're trusting God that just as in our families, if we choose to put him first, he'll be faithful and provide, even if we can't right now necessarily see how that's gonna happen. I can share a little story related to that Scenario the, the exact thing uh, week that we made that decision it just so happened and, and I'm not making this up We received an in-kind donation of about thirty five thousand dollars worth of LED replacement fixtures that we can install on our Happy Valley campus and it's gonna save us thousands of dollars in future electrical consumption and help us be a, a much more environmentally responsible facility. To me, that was God saying, you see, Dave, I got you. So it's a pretty amazing. There's so many other stories we could share to encourage you that although things are really hard, we really are still better together. So on behalf of our entire staff and the board and our volunteer structure, please let me tell you how much we appreciate all that you do. So now as we continue on, allow me to introduce to you one of the newest members of the elder board, Gloria Peterson, who's going to give you our final challenge.
5: Thank you, Dave. What do we need from you, our church family? As we've heard, prayer is the most powerful privilege that we have. So we're asking you, the church body, to pray for the Holy Spirit to give wisdom and clear guidance to your staff and elders as decisions are being made for Abundant Life Church. I wanna encourage you to participate in our weekend services. This is a great time to gather up the family, some close friends, small groups to join you, worship together, take communion together, and even talk a little bit about the ways that you've been challenged through the message to experience Jesus in greater ways. We so thank you for your continued um, giving generously. Generous giving comes from a heart of generosity, both in serving and financially. Giving is a form of worship. And so we want to thank you for your heart of worship in the form of financial giving, as well as, as we seek to steward well the finances that God entrusts us with. Seek ways to serve the people around you. Um, this could be looking for opportunities to help those in your day to day routines. And then let us know if you need help. A very positive, but not so well-known ministry that AL has is our marriage mentor ministry. My husband and I have been involved in this ministry for the past 10 years, and can say that we are passionate about healthy marriages. We um, have a group of couples that are trained to walk alongside and journey with uh, pre-marriage couples, uh, marriage that might just wanna check up, just some maintenance in their marriage and also those who are experiencing some conflict in marriage. We also have a group of ambitious and loving people who make up our care network team, of which I would say the ones who are responding to the needs are totally as blessed as the ones receiving the help. Lastly, we love you. Please welcome Eric.
4: Thank you, Gloria. It's such a privilege to serve with this group of elders at Abundant Life Church. I would like to lead us now in a prayer, a prayer of protection, a prayer of unity, and um, also of praise to our Lord and Savior. Our Father, we just thank you uh, for who you are. We thank you for Abundant Life Church. We thank you for the many years that the church has been so active in this community and sharing your love with people and leading them to salvation. It's an incredible thing to be a part of and we know that you're working here. We know that uh, you have a plan. We know that you're moving things around and I pray that you would guide us and protect us through that process. We pray for each person that's in our church that you would um, encourage them, that you would guide them. We're in difficult times right now that have a lot of uncertainty, a lot of scary things and these are the times we need to draw close to you. We need to lean into you. We need to give all of our all of our purpose and who we are to you. And that's exactly where it should be. So I pray that you would guide us as we do that and that um, you would protect us, that you would protect our church and that you would protect the work that you have for us to be doing. We pray also for unity, such a huge part of what you want for us and for us to be together, for us to come to you um, and serve you as a body to gain strength from each other as we look to you. There is a lot of different things in our society right now that are not unifying. We're faced with that every day and we're in a season that we ask for um, protection from disease that we're having to deal with. But we also ask for unity in the ailments of our society right now, particularly the sin of racism that's so prevalent right now. That's something that we have not seen done right. We pray that you would guide us to be um, forerunners in what that looks like, that you would show us the way, that you would use us, that we would be um, obedient to you. We know that you have answers and we want to love like you. We want to model you and we want to be your hands and your feet, Father. So I pray that you would bind us together, that we would be stronger than ever, that we would hold each other up, and that we would just be obedient and come forward to your call for us. And finally, we'd like to praise you. To be a part of the work that you're doing around us and to do that with Abundant Life Church is a privilege. We are in a place that is so primed in our community, to be showing your love to people that need to see it. Uh, it's so obvious to see that people's hearts long for you. They long for your love. They long for the salvation that you bring. And we praise you that you provided an answer. And we praise you that you provide places for us to be active. And we praise you for your love. And so I pray that we would just model that. We would love each other. That we would be unified together And pray that you would protect us as we do that. And just thank you for your love for us. Amen.